more fully into everything that you have called me to step into. When we, when we do that, it, there, there's no pressure on us to go, well, what about this and what about this and what about this? No, it's just putting ourselves in this place of going, all right, God, how do you want me to help in this area? And when we do that, it's amazing how God just leads us and guides us and speaks to us so that we can help the areas where he is asking us to help. Now, all of that leads right into my message this morning. And the title of today's message is, Should You Choose to Accept It? How many of us have either watched the old Mission Impossible movies or the old show from way back in the day? Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is how they always start, right? And then it will self-destruct, you know, after that. It's amazing to me that on those shows, nobody ever says, no, I'm good, I'm not going to take it, right? I mean, they always take the mission. No matter what they do, it talks about, here's your mission, and it's dire, and you're going to die. All right, I'm in, let's go. You know what I mean? And that, that sends me the attitude in that movie. And they never die, because, you know, Tom Cruise just wins at all those things, you know, and all that stuff. But, but we've just heard this morning about two opportunities in missions. Now, sometimes we sit there and we think about missions as being on the other side of the world, or down at this place, or over at that place, and you know, and we have to do this, you have to do that. And that is part of mission work. But mission work, and being involved in missions, is a lot bigger than what we often think. Now, in order for us to understand more fully the scope of what missions means and what missions are, we probably need to know what that word means, right? So that word mission, it's actually a Latin word, and it means to send. To send. You think about troops in the, in the military, when they go on a mission, they're being sent. When you go on a mission trip, whether it's humanitarian aid, whether it's a ministry, it doesn't really matter, whichever one. But when you go, you're being sent to go do something. When we fill these boxes with everything and they get sent around the world, right? We can participate and not only can we participate, we are called to participate in missions no matter who you are. Now, what I've noticed over the years is that depending on who you are, depending on your upbringing, depending on just kind of, you know, like your experience with church and all these kinds of things, we tend to have one of two responses or understandings is probably a better word. We have one of two understandings of what missions is. We either think that missions is, okay, well, if I'm going on a mission, I'm going to do, go to this, I'm going to go help these people do these things, I'm going to, it's all humanitarian aid-based. We tend to either have that mentality, or we tend to have this mentality, well, you know, I mean, a mission trip, that means we're going to be in church six days a week, four times every day, and if we get lunch, we're going to be lucky. <laughs> right? I've been on some of those trips. <laughs> I wasn't preaching, obviously, because those, those meetings wouldn't last that long. But, but, but we tend to kind of have an either-or mentality when it comes to missions. It's either all ministry all the time, 
or it's all humanitarian and there's no need for either one of the other. But the reality is, is that it's not an either or, it should be a both and. And, and the cool thing with that is that what, what I tend to do, I, I would say we, but I don't want to put the responsibility on you, so I'll just put it on me. What I tend to do is that whenever I look at people who are gifted differently than I am, I tend to think of their mission work as less important than mine. Right? Well, I mean, you know, you're only doing this. I mean, look at what I do. This is way more important. And that's the wrong attitude to have when it comes to missions. We have to, we have to understand that we are all called to go. Here at Life Church, love, live, grow, and go. We love people with the love of God so they can live the life that He has called them to live and grow in their relationship with Him and then go wherever He sends them. Yeah, Going means anywhere from your next door neighbor to the other side of the world. It does not matter. Yeah. Just go. Just go. Be obedient to where God is leading you to go. Far too often, we tend to separate in our minds our work, what we do for a living, and we try to sit there and think, okay, this is what I do for a living, and God probably wants me to do something in ministry over here, and we try to have the separation. Or we sit there and think, well, I mean, but I'm only a this, whatever my job is, so I can't do ministry because I'm not good at standing up on the stage. I'm not good at talking to people. I'm not good at doing that. So I'm just going to stay in my box over here and just go to work and do my job. Have you ever thought that maybe your ministry is where your job is? When my wife and I started dating, and he was getting serious, and she was like, you know... If you asked me to marry you, I, I probably would as long as you never become a pastor. <laughs> and I said, you got it, baby, no problem. That is not what I'm planning on doing. I used those words never with God, and that was just, you know, a, a bad idea. But it was, part of that was because Chrissy, under, you know, she was going, man, she goes, that's, that's not me. I'm not the quote-unquote, pastor's wife. And I said, thank God you're not the quote-unquote pastor's wife. Her ministry, what she does, she works in the NICU up there at the hospital. She's, she, she's a nurse up there. She reaches more lives than I probably ever will. But she doesn't look at it as just a job. This is her calling that God has called her to do. This is her mission that God has called her into. Wherever you are, stop looking at it as only a job and start looking at it as a place where you can perform your mission. Where you have been sent by God. In Mark chapter 16, in verse 15, this is Jesus. Right before he ascends into heaven, he says, and he told them, talking about Jesus, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Who is everyone? Everyone. Preach the good news to everyone. 
Now, sometimes we sit there and we think, yeah, but I mean, Chris, I'm not called to be a pastor. I just told you that. I'm not called to stand up there on stage and do that. Man, there's about this many of us who do this. Everybody else gets to see and impact a whole lot more lives than I ever get to. In your job, in what you do, just in your life, preach the good news to everyone. I'm not sitting here saying you got to take your Bible and go, and then, and then, and then. No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying, man, I, I want people to know what Jesus has done in my life. I want people to know that, yeah, man, I used to be a big time screw up, but you know what? My God saved me. Because of what Jesus did, I am now able to walk into his grace and into the fullness of what he's called me to do. I see that thing that you're walking through, and I've been there. Let me tell you about somebody who could help you through that. That is preaching the good news to everybody. It's really, that's what it is. It's giving that testimony of who God has called you to be and what he's done in your own life. In Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8, the prophet Isaiah just had this encounter with the Spirit of God. And God says this. Isaiah says, Then I heard the Lord asking, Whom shall I send as a messenger to this people? Who will go for us? And Isaiah's response was, Here am I. Send me. The title of today's message is, Should you choose to accept it? And God is asking you, Today, are you willing to go for him wherever he has called you to go? Whatever he's called you to do. It was, trying to remember, it was somebody a long time ago. (laughs) the, The quote is, whatever you are, be a good one. I can't remember who said it. It wasn't me, but I like, the, I, li- I like the saying. Whatever you are, be a good one. And God is saying, everywhere you go, whatever you're doing, wherever you are, be who I have called you to be. He's asking you, who will go to these people? Who will go for me? Are we going to say yes? Are we willing to say, yes, I will go for him? I think so often we get scared to say yes to that because we sit there and think, if I say yes, then that means I'm going to have to go all the way over here. Well, then mind if God calls you to do it. But oftentimes saying yes just means I'm going to make sure and be Jesus to my next door neighbor. I'm going to make sure and be Jesus to that person at the gas station who I just met. I'm going to make sure and be Jesus to that customer service rep who I really want to say a whole lot of other things to at this moment. I can choose to act more like Jesus or not. But my mission, should I choose to accept it, is to go where he has called me to go. To do what he has called me to do. Notice I didn't say for you to go where he has called me to go. The ministries that Chrissy and I have look very, very different. But God says, look at this and watch and see. It's amazing. 
open doors that have happened around the world that they are asking people who I know, pastors and different leaders in other nations who, are, who I know, when they find out that my wife's a nurse, they're like, hey, can she come? That would be awesome. They don't really want me there. They're like, hey, Chris, yeah, you can tag along if you want. But man, if she comes, boy, we can really show people the love of Jesus. I'm like, but man, I'm a good speaker. I can go up there and talk to people. And they're like, yeah, we, we don't really want you, Chris. But I mean, you can, you can tag along if you want, but your wife is the one who we need. Don't sell yourself short simply because you think your ministry doesn't look the way that you think it should look. Don't sell yourself short because you're going, what I do isn't a ministry. Well, it may not be yet, but it should be. Maybe it's not at this moment, but change that. Tomorrow morning when you go to work, let what you do become a ministry. So that you are, can go where he has called you to go. Because the reality is, is that every single one of us in here are going to reach a different people than any other ones of us could ever reach. There are people I will never reach at the hospital because I don't work there. There are people I will never reach at the, at the high schools like Corey does because I don't work there. There are people that I will never reach at Rob's job because I don't work there. You are the ambassador for Christ where he has placed you. So now it's time for us to step into those things and be who he has called us to be. In Ezekiel chapter 22... Ezekiel was having this conversation with God and God, he said to him, God looked and he said, he says, I looked for someone who might rebuild the wall of righteousness that guards the land. I searched for someone to stand in the gap in the wall so I wouldn't have to destroy the land. He says, but I found no one. And I was reading this verse the other day and it just, it hit me. And all of a sudden I sat there and I thought, God, if you're looking If you're looking, I don't want you to look past me and say, well, I found no one. If he's looking, which we know he is, then we need to say, here I am. Send me. Here I am. I'm ready to go. Here I am. I can do this. Hey, I don't want you, God, to say, I found no one. I want you to look at me and say, there's somebody. We sell ourselves short far too often and say, well, I'm not qualified enough. I don't have this degree. I don't have that. I can't do this. I haven't done that. Neither did any of these other people. They had a heart that said, I'm willing to go and I'm willing to do what you've asked me to do. That's it. That is what God is calling us to do. In Matthew 28, Jesus says this. Right before it's, it's the record right before he, he is also ascended to heaven. This one's out of Matthew, not out of Mark, that we also read. And it says, And Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Jesus told us all to go. 
it wasn't just the 12 who were there around them for those three and a half years. Because you realize that there was a lot more than 12 people around Jesus all the time. He poured into 12 that we know of more so than others. And then he poured into three even more than that. But there was always people around Jesus. And even at this time, there was a lot of people around Jesus. So sometimes we can we can sit there and say, well, you know, I mean, that was just for the disciples. They were supposed to go and make disciples. He said, no, no, no. Everybody go. Everybody go. One of the things I think is so neat is that in the book of Acts, it talks about how we, we, we read the story of Paul and different things. And Paul, he goes on these missionary journeys. God had this incredible encounter with him. He sees Jesus and he goes on these missionary journeys. And I think sometimes growing up in church, we kind of get the mentality that, oh, well, we have to, um, it's all about ministry in the church because we see what Paul did. Paul went and started churches. He did these things, which is good and right and true. But do you know who it was that was writing down all the accounts of Paul and who was with him on all these things? It was a man named Luke. He wrote the gospel of Luke. But Luke was also a physician who joined with Paul in all of these places. Now, we don't know what Luke did on all those journeys and everything else, but we do know that they were gone for years at a time, and we know that they had to make money. So Luke also, I'm sure, was doing his profession everywhere that he was. And Luke tells us this in Acts chapter 1. This is... Jesus talking, and he says, he replied, the Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Jesus told those disciples, those followers, not just the 12, he told those followers, go and be my witnesses in Jerusalem. Do you know where Jerusalem was? the town they were living in. Judea, their county. Samaria, became like the state, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. He told them to go. That's missions, guys. That's missions. They were sent. We have been sent. Now it's time to go, whether it's your own Jerusalem, or whether it's your own uttermost parts of the earth, or anywhere in between. I want us to start praying and saying, God, where is it that you want me to go? What mission do you want me to start being a part of? There are things in the works right now that hopefully within the next month or two, we're going to be able to start planning trips for next year to go on mission trips. That are going to be a combination of things, of practical things that need to be done and spiritual things. On these trips. And both are good. Even if you're not a handy person, learn how to get a little handier. Maybe you're like, man, all I am is handy. I don't have any of the spiritual stuff. Come and learn a little bit of that too. It's good. All of it is good. It's a both and, not an either or. And we have to, and and I want us as a church to start going, yes, I want to be involved. Maybe you're called to just give because you're at a stage of life where you can't travel right now. That's okay. Maybe you're called to go. Awesome. But God is going to start stirring some things in us. And not just internationally, but locally as well. Guys, as a church, we give money every month to Pine River Shares. Some people are like, that's not a Christian organization. No, but you know what? They're doing a lot of great work. 
They're doing an incredible work down here at Pine River Shares and they love Life Church. They love you guys. If you ever want to go down there and volunteer, you say, hey, Chris from Life Church asked me to come down. I guarantee you they will usher you in for you to do whatever it is that they need for you to do. Because our church has proven over the years that we're faithful to do what we said we would do. The town of Bayfield consistently calls us to help out with town events. Why? Because we just want to go and serve. That has to be our heart. To just go and serve in whatever area is needed. And I want to go and do. I want to accept the mission that he has called me to do. Guys, over this next week, I really want to challenge you guys to pray. Start saying, okay, God, how can I get involved more? What are some things we can do? I had somebody ask me one time, they're like, all right, so what does the church do for X? And I said, well, what do you do for X? They said, well, that's not what I'm asking. I said, actually, it is. I was like, because if you're part of the church and you're doing it, then the church is doing this. Now, that wasn't the answer they wanted because... They wanted to be upset with me about the fact that our church wasn't helping out with that certain ministry. And I said, man, I was like, if you want to go for it, let's do it. This sounds great. This is awesome. Well, no, I just want somebody else to do it. Okay, well, that's part of the problem that we have. We love the idea of missions as long as God sends somebody else. Here I am, Lord, send them. You know, I mean, and it's a... And we have to, we have to change our attitude. To say, God, I just, I need you so we can go where you've called us to go. The light that shines the farthest shines the brightest at home. I want us to become a people who say, yes, where it is that God is leading me and he's calling me to be a part of this, be a part of this, to do these missions and everything else. Yes, let's do it. And do not poo-poo somebody else's mission work simply because it's different than yours. Be excited about the fact that, man, I'm so glad that 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 guy's up there talking instead of me because that's even better. Ooh, I'm so glad that they're over there handling all that dirty stuff because that's not me. Whatever it is, I don't care. We need to start celebrating the differences in the body of Christ so that we can become who he has called us to become at a greater level. Amen? Let's go ahead and stand this morning, guys. We are going to pray and be dismissed. We, have, we will have people up here to pray with you. If you need prayer for anything, we would love to pray with you. We also have snacks in the other room. And, and uh, stick around and just fellowship and, and get, get to know people. So, Father, we love you. We thank you. God, I just I thank you for the mission that you have placed on each one of us. And, God, I ask that you would just let your Holy Spirit come and show us how to be brave enough to accept it so that we can walk into the fullness of what you have called each one of us individually to walk into. God, forgive us for having wrong attitudes and wrong hearts toward other people. And God, I ask that we would see everyone through the eyes of Jesus and not through our own eyes of jadedness. Jesus, we love you. We thank you. I, just, I ask that you bless every family here. And just give them an incredible week. And in your name we pray. Amen. Guys, you're dismissed, and Corey will be back here at this back table as well if you have more questions about anything. And so please feel free to talk with her as well about FCAs. Not how could I-